Hello and welcome to episode five of the Gaming Disco podcast. Today we're talking mobile games. Um, I'm joined by Harry as as always. Uh, my how are we doing? Co-host extraordinaire. Hey Harry, how are you doing? Yes, very well, sir. How are you? Very good. Um, slightly bemused by this somewhat erratic weather, which is can't decide whether it's going to rain or be sunny. It's a little no, bit, it's little bit very odd. bizarre, isn't it? It's um, I guess that's the UK for you. Yeah, so. that's it. Um, I should apologise as our this episode this is going a little bit out a bit later than uh, we had originally planned. Basically. It is, but what an episode we have for we everyone. Do. We it do. started as one topic and evolved into another, and wow. Yeah, so it started as um, the f- the theme was meant to be mobile games, but we went into NFTs. So yeah. yes, and you can hear all about that in our interview with our special guests. Exactly. Uh, so later, so. Yeah, keep listening. We're going to be joined by Stelios and Mark, who are hosts extraordinaire on Clash Royale. Um, yes, you might have met them at the uh, Clash Royale nights we used to have back in London. Yeah, quite a while ago now. It feels like I can't even remember when the last Game of Disco night was. Back in 2020? February 2020. Yeah, my February goodness, at the uh, Queen Hoxton. God, that was oh, a long wow. time ago, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, Gosh, and of course, the. Um, the Clash Knights were at Shepherd's Bush at uh, loading. But of course, that's not right. a thing anymore, very sadly. Yeah. However, uh, we oh, okay. are. We, I mean, we obviously are constantly thinking when the next Game of Disco Night is going to be. So we'll, we'll yes. keep keep your eye on our social media. Hopefully well, soon. Uh, hopefully soon, fingers let crossed. Let you know. And we'll let you know. Anyway. However, Harry and I will be um, going to the Four Quarters, opening up a uh, very exciting opening up a new arcade in Elephant and Castle. Yeah, we go. And we're going on the bank holiday weekend. So we'll probably be there on Saturday the 28th. So if you're going to come, um, just just send us a tweet or message us. Uh, we'd love to meet you. Love to see you there. Uh, that we would. We're coming and um, yeah, come over and say hello. Um, right, on with the show, enough waffle. Um, so mobile gaming. So here's a, little, a few little stats for you. Um, mobile gaming has skyrocketed. So just... From March 2018 to July 2020, Fortnite generated over £500 million of revenue from its iOS platform. Gosh, uh, that much. Huge. So that's obviously it's just ridiculous. And then it made obviously made the jump um, onto consoles. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, yeah. Fortnite started on um, mobile and moved to consoles. Yeah. Whereas a lot of games start on consoles and then they do mobile way. ports of them. Yeah. So they did so it all around. Um, it seems to work them. <laughs> one and the same, yes. Well, it worked very well. Um, apparently so. And according to that, sorry, I should have quoted that. I took that from iGaming Business, which is an online website. Um, and then we've got, according to Esports Insider, mobile gaming ranked raked in around $100 million in revenue last year, outperforming PC and consoles uh, with revenue of just over $88 billion. Yeah, I mean, it's a changing world, isn't it? Like, um, these days, someone wants to play games on the go or can't maybe afford the newest console, but it's right there on your phone. Why not That's get into it? it? Have your fun. In China, the, games getting, the games are getting better and better, aren't they? Yeah, it's just, it's it's incredible. I mean, I remember, you know, it started, I, I remember Snake way back when. <laughs> Probably one of the first mobile games, essentially. I got Snake 2. Snake 2. On my uh, Nokia 3310. Snake 2. No, 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 no. Come on now. No, no, no. Not go that far. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I mean, I used to play that for 
just like hours. I f- it feels like it probably wasn't hours, but it was just like a lot of wasted time when I should have been studying. I wouldn't have said wasted. I mean, my goodness, well, your snake grew to be huge, and that's that was all worth it. <laughs> but what's it all for, Harry? What have I achieved? Um, from getting good at snake, how's that benefit? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back to you on that one. Okay. Um, anyway, on on with the show. Harry, take it away with the gaming news. What's Straight right? to gaming news. Okie dokes, let's do it. Well, I mean, it's a bit of a smaller gaming news this uh, this month, because obviously last month we had E3, which was massive. But um, what has happened this month? Well, um, nearly announced E3, we just missed the, um, the announcement for it last month, was um, Steam Deck. And we'll talk more about this actually in our interview later on. But it's basically a handheld Steam machine, rather. So you can play PC games on the go, which is Very quite cool. a cool idea. Very cool. um, it's been tried before with things like, obviously, the uh, PS Vita, and before that, the PSP. I love that console. That was great. That was a great console. Very um, console. Obviously, yeah. Nintendo has the DS and the 3DS, and they're still going strong. But other than you know, the Switch that's coming out now, there's not really much competition for it. So mm. this looks like it might be some serious competition for that. Will it work? Who knows? Um, there's been massive demand for it. Um, it's got some quite good specs. Um, remains to be seen. I'm, you know, I'm very tempted because I've got, I lo- I've got, uh, my girlfriend's got a Switch. Oh yeah. I play it all the time. I mean, just basically like Smash Mario Kart. And, nice. Um, then I'm playing like the old. I'll play like old retro, um, old like Super NES games on it. Yeah, sure. Um, through the online thing, but perfect for mobile gaming. Yes, but of course you're limited to you know great great as it is for especially for multiplayer stuff you're limited to the Nintendo library, and you know the Steam I'd love do you know what? I'd love to get my hands on like Monkey Island and some of the old point and clicks that would be awesome adventures. so that would be great having that on the Steam console mm, that would be cool that would be very cool. Uh, what else this month? Uh, yeah. So, Back for Blood, the um, co-op shooter from the creator server Left 4 Dead, had its beta. Uh, this month Ooh, went nice. really well. There were a hundred thousand players on Steam at once. Um, there were some mild teething issues, but other than that, um, it went rather well and was quite popular. Excellent. I mean, people got quite upset that it wasn't working properly, but that's what beaters are for. So you can find out <laughs> bugs and launch successfully. People get angry too fast these days. Yeah, and um, one more thing announced this month was that Idris Elba, of all people, was announced as the voice of Knuckles in the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. Oh, the, no uh, film. I know, right? And apparently he's... he's a massive fan of the Sonic series, and he really offered to do it, I think, almost free. Oh, wow. Uh, so... Oh, wow. I didn't, know I didn't know he was a big gamer. Apparently That's so. Cool. Very it's cool. nice to have a, a genuine fan voicing a project like yeah. that, because that seems like a real passion project. Oh, excellent. I mean, I think he's a brilliant actor, so that that's very... Oh, he's, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. I mean, to see him as an echidna, that could be... um, <laughs> That could be something else. Well, an animated one, you know. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um... Uh, yeah. Um, the only other thing I've seen this month is that there have been some more PS5s floating about. Have you got one yet? Not yet. Not yet. So I've kind of put it on hold. I had some, like, building work to do basically <laughs> uh and that took priority over me getting hold of a ps5 very fair I mean, i've definitely been burnt before buying a console at launch because they do have teething yeah. problems but um yeah. yeah have you ever bought a console at launch if so and had good success bad success let us know 
Yeah, let us send know. Some, send us some stuff on Twitter, you know, tweet or, at us. Or in, or DM us, whatever you like. Or even email us if you're feeling old-fashioned. I know, right? Uh, the old snail mail. The old snail mail. <laughs> I just thought that's, that's post, isn't it? That's not that's post, email. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it is now. But, I mean, who emails? I mean, I obviously I use it for work stuff, but everything else is social media, isn't it? Just Changing world. Changing Speaking world. of things that are changing... Mm. Mobile games! Hey! <laughs> so yeah, we have two very special guests um, to introduce. Take it away. Uh, so our two guests are Stelios and Mark, who are co-hosts extraordinaire on uh, Clash Royale. Um, and we're going to be talking to them about the wonderful world of mobile gaming and also segued into NFTs, which uh, Stelios is going to explain he's very very into nfts so this is quite heavy they are the future they are the future which are of course uh non the most ridiculous name of non-fungible tokens it is the stupidest name possible for the best idea possible it's bizarre anyway um on to the interview hi guys uh welcome to the gamer disco podcast so i've got with me uh stelios and mark who are hosts on the clash royale um We'll kick off with Stelios. Do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself, Stelios, and how you kind of got into gaming and what you're doing now? And yeah. Good afternoon, guys. First of all, thanks for inviting us. Has been has been a long while. Uh, talk a little bit about myself. I I I am an engineer slash online worker who is who is an enthusiast, even more of an enthusiast into games. I I I was playing back in the days collectible card games. From there, I got really, really, really hooked with Clash Royale, a mobile game that uh, you know uses a little bit of collectible card game deck building and, and some some real time strategy tricks. And after I got addicted with that, we started with Mark and Kieran organizing those class nights back in London that were mobile gaming uh, events uh, promoted back then by. Class Royale called Class Nights. Those were some good times, Mark. What do you say there? Oh, those are great fun. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Um, I guess I didn't really do much. It was mainly you and Kieran and I tagged along. I just like wearing the uh, official shirt, giving up prizes. <laughs> it's easy to do. Pretty much, pretty much the story. Um, um, nevertheless, we did, we, did, we did maintain quite some community of uh, mobile gaming in London through those events and through the fun that was going on. And also we had the joy of running a few quite cool nights with you guys, mixing the retro feeling with a new age mobile gaming. Yes, we did. Those are fantastic fun, weren't they? Because we had both the Clash Nights guys there. At the same time, we were holding other gaming tournaments as well. And everyone came together and it was a really good environment um, to get everyone playing things together. Yeah, it, it made together. quite a change from Meltdown as well, where we weren't really liked, and it was mainly like PC gaming and console gaming that was there. I mean, the world is going more mobile, isn't it? Um, mobile gaming is certainly getting bigger and bigger as we go on, and um, yeah. Yeah, very. I did actually get up a chart of peak, peak viewership on esports competitions and the highest one it was only nine hours of airtime but of those nine hours the free fire world series the peak viewers of five million Gosh. wow that's more than the league of legends 2019 world championship 
Amazing. Yeah, big numbers. Uh, I was going to say that when we first got into mobile gaming back then with Mark and Kieran, those, those, those numbers of viability were, were, were not even close. It, it, it is picking up hard. And it was also hard to, to find a venue for mobile gaming. It was not yet considered competitive as such. This is where the mix with you guys came really, really well because you were not into the competitive scene. You were more into the let's gather together, create a community situation. Yeah, I mean, it was a great idea. Um, just to explain to people that might not be aware, um, Clash Nights were a way of bringing together Clash Royale players and creating a platform where they could play the game together in real life and on their phones at the same time. Um, a really good idea and a, a good sort of um, benchmark for the future, I guess, because um, games like this and events like this are already taking off, obviously not so much at the moment um, with the pandemic, but um, a good idea for the future, I think. Yeah, Clash Nights was really good as well because it had support in-game, which you don't really get from a lot of games, let alone mobile games. So it's quite a good way of spawning the community and it is quite a loss to the game in general. I mean, in the UK, we did have some competition, but I think mainly Finland, where they also did Clash Nights, there was big competition there. They did big tournaments hosted through, through Clash Nights. I mean, the best thing about um, Clash Nights was that it was a very accessible thing. Um, people playing on their mobiles, anyone could really just download it and join and start playing together. You don't need to have a massive rig and setup in order to just become part of something which I think was a real benefit. Yeah, and that's mainly why it's so big, because, I mean, there's a big scene in India as well that was mainly for PUBG Mobile, which also gets a crazy number of viewers, which yes. then got banned from India, so they've now had to kind of make a spin-off one. Banned? My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it is indeed the how, how, the how easy it is to get the people together and how... how how this technology allows allows for such uh, activities to happen, it will, will 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 only make it bigger and bigger as we move forward. There is no there is no way it can go any other direction. What was the original concept behind um, Clash Royale? Do you know how it all kind of came about? It it it, uh, it came it came as a spin off from the from. I guess it will start with Clash of Clans. Correct. It came as a spin-off from the Clash of Clans, using initially the the OG characters of Clash of Clans, and it was the first attempt then of uh, of the of Supercell to create a universe through their characters and start franchising their characters, the knight, the archers, and so on and so forth. And with every little game having its own unique. Um, expansion of, of characters that only exist there and not on, on the rest of the universe. Some parts of integration in their, let's call it character universe, went, went pretty well. Others didn't so well. Uh, nevertheless, they, they, they were the brand that re really tried to, to expand and reinvest what they were making within the community or within the game or within the tool. But, but competitive mobile gaming, it, Maintaining a community is not is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing. So it was it was hard for them too. Yeah. So Supergirl sells games don't really have. They've been going on for ages, so they have quite a long shelf life. But in terms of yeah, I mean, you guys are they, huge now. <laughs> in terms of how they produce their games, they often have a lot of players switching over to this other game, and then that kind of kills a lot of the player base. But I mean, they're still surviving. I was going to say, do you think do you think the future is obviously 
Um, I mean, I grew up in kind of the, the console console and PC area, um, but everything seems to be going to mobile now. Do you think that's where ultimately most, nearly all gaming will end up if we fast forward 10 years? Do you think it will all be just people playing on their phones? And I think it's quite difficult to say because, I mean, at the moment, there's obviously the big stigma over mobile gaming, but with the big IPs <laughs> switching over, like League of Legends, uh, Diablo as well, with the big IPs switching over, there is a possibility... It's just whether or not the, st- the stigma stays or goes. But also with mobile gaming, you're now getting accessories like you can add little joysticks onto your onto your mobile. And it begs the question of whether it will stay in the same kind of form or whether it will kind of like intertwine. Kind of like the Steam release are releasing a portable console, aren't they? Yes, the Steam Deck. Um, very impressive thing. It's um, basically like having a, a handheld PC on the go. Um, they announced the specs recently, like um, it's four core, sixteen gigs of RAM, um, one point six gigahertz GPU, sort of a good two to eight hours of play, which is um, not bad. Yeah, it must be. PC games on the go. Why not? Eh? <laughs> but then two point eight hours. I mean, at the end of the day, is too long if you're mobile <laughs> gaming. So you do still need to be plugged in for quite a lot of it. Sounds sounds a bit like the Game Gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Now, now, of course, of course, it will be hard. I cannot see in the next, not even two, three, maybe four years, a game with a depth of League of Legends running on mobile. Like I know, I know, I know they got the the Rift version on mobile, but come on, let's be honest, Mark, it doesn't have the depth that the the, the real game has. And how can they actually? I'm thinking. And that's why I think there is also an issue because. It's not as easily playable and easily too easy to get invested in it. You are seeing, I mean, all of the players from Marina of Valor, which was maybe the biggest MOBA, and then Mobile Legends, Bang Bang, all of the pros have basically now switched over to Wild Rift. So there's that, as well as maybe the less good actual league players. They're like, okay, I'll give that a go. And now they're kind of showing what they can do. So, Stelios, you're quite into NFTs, right? How, can you give us a quick overview of how that how that works with gaming? Yes, yes, I'm well, I'm well, I'm well hooked up with NFTs, especially especially NFTs that hold a utility, such as NFTs for gaming or a land that can harvest minerals for you and you trade it. Um, it is it is sorting quite quite some some amazing use cases on gaming, the way the way it works because. We know, Mark, that, that, that there were players from Clash Royale who would uh, grind a collection and then outside of the game market it and sell it around. We know we know those cases and, and, and also people grinding for, for rank for other players. The, the, the need of creating that market out, out of the game is not there anymore. And the, the, the ability so that everybody gets their share for their work is just there on the on the on the contract of the on the smart contract of the blockchain of the contract, and and it's really it's really sorting the the whole industry issues at the moment. If you are to ask me, the true ownership and the and the and the ability to grind and those things to really be yours, really belong to you, like as like 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 back in the days with the collectible cards that were really really yours. You could hold them. You had them in your album. We should probably explain at this point to anyone that isn't aware. 
um, what an NFT is. Um, so an NFT stands for a non-fungible token, which is a very silly name for something quite serious. Um, it's basically a, a certificate that a digital asset is unique. Um, it has the um, potential to basically change almost every industry in the world. It's just a, a proof of a uni unique ownership or something, I guess. That's a way of explaining it. <laughs> And, and and unlike unlike the normal tokens like my my Bitcoin, let's assume I have a Bitcoin and your Bitcoin are identical. Same way, my my pound is identical to your pound in reality. With NFTs, every NFT is truly unique. So they make they make they make a ready a ready environment for for my character on a game, for my unique sword, and so on and so forth. Um, on top of it. The whole economy, the way it grinds there, it has a little piece for everybody. You will not see cases like uh, Supercell gathering all the money and people who organize tournaments trying to ask for pennies for some rewards. Uh, no, everybody who wants to participate has his stake, has put his money in, and the whole machine is distributing according to your labor. It sounds fair to me. It sounds like all, all, all. A number of serious uh, challenges across the industry can be sorted immediately. All you have to do is to play the game with your NFT. Yeah, I mean, I think um, quite a big thing with, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the um, the GameStop stuff going on right now with Ryan Cohen, who's talking about revolutionizing the used game markets um, with NFTs. So basically, people that have used games, digital games, can still sell them because they're basically selling the the ownership they have of that game and they can sell it to someone else. So it's real potential there to course and uh, revolutionize rather the market. Yeah, immediately immediately a market can be created and it's 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 value determined by the users, by the players, by the community. The stronger the community, the higher the value, and so on and so forth. The healthier it is also the higher the value. It's it's the fact that all those all those systems have a decentralized governance too, which allows allows for the community members to really really have a saying of how things will go and what will happen, is also sorting another a number of issues that, for example, League of Legends was ignoring the players for months. Players started moving away, and same with a number of other games. I guess Mark, you you might have more more examples of uh, communities that just flew away because the brand was ignoring them. <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, Clash Royale was the first one. Um, really, in the mobile scene, a lot of it is down to the people within. There's not much support from the game creators themselves, other than Riot with Wild Rift, who have committed to hosting community events. But yeah, it is quite draining trying to bring together a community when it's quite a young community as well. So a lot of them are quite young and they don't really know what the best options are for them. And there's a lot of toxicity about. On an NFT economy, your, your, your holdings would, would have allowed you a sink into the decentralized governance. And like that, a glance on, on Glass Royale would have had a sink. And I guess as part of the contract, the higher your rank, the higher your sink, and so on and so forth, you know, some smart contract would have been developed which is visible to all. Everybody can see what's happening with the money. Where do they go to? How, how, 
how is the game feeding its game and how much of this money are being pocketed away out of the economy that that the members are creating let's be honest and, uh, yeah i do think there's like lack of community support as well is why quite a lot of mobile gamers are getting involved in NFT gaming as well now I, did, I didn't know anything about this guild of guardians game but they partnered with nrg who were big in the mobile scene um not so much anymore and probably the main influencer of the mobile scene the mobile matt he's bang on his nfts now well atari atari is also big into the nft industry so far so far their activities look more like rug pulls if i may use the the, the expression <laughs> uh, but but that's atari's marketing always was i mean you don't know what they will come up with. Nevertheless, yeah, they do have some tokens. They do have a casino. They do play around and flirt with the technology a lot, a lot, a lot. They even they even sponsored some horses on Z Run, so you may get a horse to run on on the Z Run races, sponsored by Atari. Uh, Guild of Guardians is meant to be the new the new mobile bomb in terms of of RPG mobile gaming. I hold the guild there. The guild will allow me 1% of the earnings of every item we will craft within our guild. And the NFT items will be only craftable into guilds. So the minute I will start grind and people will be buying swords because you need a fucking sword to go to the world. Uh, I will be making 1% from each sale as a guild owner. And some other percentages for the members and I don't know how exactly will the economy unfold. But 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 there you can see some real joy while you grind. You know your your guilt while it grows, it's 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 yielding for you for real. The dream of every gamer. Yeah, you actually get a real reward. The effort you guys have all put in together, um, which is quite nice. That's good. Do you, do you guys um, remember Second Life? Sorry, oh, yes. slight diversion. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I knew wow, it yes. It. It's an interesting idea. Interesting yes, and it's a good reminder that uh, all those digital worlds and digital avatars, they, they are here one day and they're the biggest thing ever. And the year after, they are gone. Eh? I'm yeah, not sure if, if, if NFTs will, 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 will improve that a little bit, but, but chances are not. That's the, that's the nature of the digital worlds, I guess, no? Yeah, that's it's, so. For the for listeners who are unaware, so Second Life was a very like huge uh, kind of world, online world essentially. Um, and you could, you could, it was like an alternate life, and people got quite obsessed with it. And you create your avatar, and then you go out into the world, and then all the players would would you players people could create like build their own house. You could craft. Some people were making a living, like making digital clothes and selling that. And making it is completely kind of pretty much like player created world. They even had their own in-game newspaper. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, it, some, some yeah. were giving serious money for houses there and stuff. No, not James, yeah. if I remember well. And buying, yes. yeah, exactly, and buying trading property and stuff. And then, and then it all. I don't know much, but it kind of basically it just got shut down. I think they just it was maybe. No, that is another thing on blockchain, guys. That once once you're on the blockchain, you are there. You are staying there. You 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 minted that piece of land. That piece of land stays on the blockchain forever. It's decentralized, same way BitTorrents are. 
not the same way, but anyway, let's, let's for sanity's sake, call it the same way. So it will not be easy for a brand to pocket the money, turn off the website and get away because the assets are there living. Okay, so it's permanent, well, permanent then. But yeah, pretty much I'm, I'm big into, into NFTs. How, how about you, Harry James? Are you guys into, into NFTs or mobile NFTs or stuff like that? I'm no, not really. I'm just kind of still learning about it, I suppose. I'm kind of just <laughs> trying to understand how it all works. I'm in the same um, boat. I don't understand it yeah. at all. So, yeah, I, I, I briefly mentioned, um, you know, Ryan Cohen and the whole GameStop saga. Um, he's trying to revolutionize that marketplace. Um, and yeah. it's got potential to be absolutely massive. It really does. Like, I mean, can you imagine, you know, used digital games? That, that to me, yeah. just blows my mind. Um, I think it's all half its rumors right now, but half it's the potential for what it could be. Um, but the potential is just massive. It's, it's so massive. Yeah. I mean, just having a digital proof, a, a, a token, basically everything, it could change every industry we have right now um it really could so uh, i think it yeah. will i think it will yes and this ability of giving a little share to anybody immediately i mean people were crying over it people were making youtube videos they were saying youtube where is my share people people were speaking on twitter and getting many likes they were like twitter where is my share and so on and so forth well the, all, all those challenges sorted here are your tokens you grind with Atari, you get Atari tokens. You grind with the Guild of Guardians, you take, I don't know what our token will be, but I look forward to to stack many. <laughs> yeah, I see right now um, digital artwork is currently taking over the uh, the world um, with NFTs. So you could literally you could own this piece of digital art. Of course, there might be copies out there, but you have the original one and that could be auctioned off. And again, they are selling for some serious money. That and memes for some reason yeah, are really getting popular right now. Yeah, it, it feels a bit like the Wild West at the moment, but I can see the, I can definitely see the um, potential in the future. It's just uh, at the moment. Yeah, the moment. I think. I think, I think. Go on, Mark. Apologies. Go on. Uh, that was basically it. It's basically just hit and hope. Like all you see is like this generative art. And I mean, for an outsider, it doesn't really make much sense. But in terms of actually moving it into gaming, something you can play, that's probably the direction it should be going. Yeah, actually, imagine, imagine guys have the, the ability to, to, to trade the crypto for JPEGs, let's call it like that. Um, only, only came out like three, four years ago with OpenSea and all this and, and they're, they're a, a small eBay, which is half of what uh, eBay is, allowed the creation of this exchange and market and I sell you this and you're selling me this and this contract establishes that now it is mine, I'm the true owner. Uh, uh, and, and, and yes, at the moment the game is still, I'm giving you this, you're giving me that. And through some gamification, we stake it to make some new tokens and some new sorts. It's still, it's still not early days, extremely early days of, of how what the, this new internet, let's call it, will unfold. Yeah, very exciting. Um, all right, I think we're kind of near to wrapping up, but before we finish, I just wanted to, a couple of things. What, what 
um, what first attracted you guys into the into the gaming world? Were there any particular games that kind of got you into it? My first one was yeah. Halo Three. I used nice. to play game battles with my friends. Oh, nice! Excellent. Uh, but then I kind of stopped playing for years, and then Stelios and Kieran got me into Clash Royale, and here I am. <laughs> Excellent. Um, what about you, Stelios? What was your well, the first, the first, I dare say, we were playing kind of competitive. Was uh, on 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 an Atari five hundred, the kickoff tour, return to Europe. We were we were like extremely addicted in the, in, the, in my neighborhood in Hernia. A friend had a had an Amiga. Uh, that was the first game that I remember. You know, really, really, really freaking out about it and how great it was. Excellent. Oh, cool. And do you, do you guys have any favorite? games that you play that are not mobile like a sort of retro retro games i don't really play many games outside of clash royale or okay. tft um I, I ended up here. really you don't mark you're you're like strictly now focused oh i just get bored of everything else and i don't even play clash royale too much anymore i'm mainly focused on my team in general as opposed to focus on Clash Royale. Uh, yeah, I have, <coughs> I have also kind of stopped playing Clash Royale too. It's a little bit intensive to to play it part-time. Uh, in terms of what what game I still play, I mean, let's forget the League of Legends that now and then I will I will have a game or two, although I'm lame on it. Uh, Super Mario Kart on my, on my 3DS, oh. I have three of them. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, I Mario Kart recently, actually. Have you tried the uh, mobile version? Because they did a mobile version of it. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't like it too much. I was disappointed. A very well, was, cheap kind of... It was monetized, wasn't it? It was, it was basically yeah. all designed to get as much money as they could from the player, which wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to hate Nintendo for that. Eh? They, when it comes to money grabs, they are like, uh, you know, hit and run, probably. Yeah, I didn't like the mobile version, no. I think that's kind of how it goes with mobile games as well, because everyone kind of sees it as an easy option to do a little port over and then get people to buy lives or gems or anything without actually thinking of the gameplay and keeping a consistent fan base. Yeah, very tricky, and it's attracting far too many kids to you know spend all their parents' money on things without parents putting on parental controls and not realizing that oh, it's real money. Oh dear. <laughs> it used to be ringtones. Uh, games. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to ask you, Mark. On online tournaments on Clash Royale, those seem seem to be doing amazingly well eh? in terms of the the competitive uh, you scene. You only see you only see it from my point of view. Um, Clash Royale League in general is kind of hated at the moment, where it's switched from teams to solo, and everyone quite likes teams. Um, I'll give a little shout out to the best Clash Royale team, which is National League. It's Woo. a Spanish league. Uh, live finals in September, September the 18th. That's one to watch. Now you guys heard it here first. We'll put that in the uh, show notes as well. So you follow <laughs> it there. I might log in into our clan now and play and play my World Day on Clash Royale. Awards to start until tomorrow. That's yeah, that went badly as well. <laughs> Um, cool. Well, um, I'll wrap up there and just say thank you both for coming on. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having um, us. 
Yeah, cheers, guys. A very interesting chat. Didn't yeah. go the way we thought it would, but... Um... Can I give some shout-outs to anyone that wants to kind of keep yeah. up with the mobile scene? Um, so some yeah. pages to follow on Twitter. You've got the mobile Matt, who I mentioned before. Um, AMG Influence, which is Aftershock Media Group. Um, a new talent agency for mobile gaming. Uh, and then for, I guess, the current biggest mobile game for Wild Rift, Wild Rift News, to keep up to date with that. Tribe Gaming just won the first ever Wild Rift Major. And then for my own little shout out at Frostbite CR on Twitter, my own team. Big things coming soon, hopefully. Exciting stuff. We'll put all these uh, names down in the uh, yeah. show notes, guys, for you to follow directly. Keep it together, Mark. Keep up the good work, man. Okay. Thank you. And you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Sweet. Cheers. Cool. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you so Bye. much, guys. That was awesome. Good luck with your with your plans too at the Gamer cool. Disco headquarters. Back soon, we hope. <laughs> yeah, back soon. Maybe cross. We'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can cross paths again one day. Who knows? Here's hoping. Yeah, I look forward to it. All right. Thanks, guys. Great interview. Thank you very much, Stelios and Mark. That was brilliant. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Really interesting stuff. Uh, yeah, gone not just mobile gaming, but um, NFTs. And uh, the future is bright. The future is bright. I was about to say the future is orange. Just, just stuck in my head. But... God, I remember that. That was a yeah. bizarre. Yeah, I heard. I heard something. Probably an urban myth. The guy who came up. There was a guy who came up with a concept. You know, like just the tagline: "The future is bright. The future is orange." Just got paid a shed load. He would have been. Yeah, for doing. Yeah, um, but you know, I don't know. Actually, do you remember the um, orange movies? The uh, traders they yeah. used to have when you're yeah, like, yeah, you like yeah. you go you go to watch a yeah. film, and um, it would be like, "Don't let mobile phones ruin your movie." Yeah, it will, yeah, it'll be yeah. two guys doing a, a sales pitch for a film, and they'd try and work mobile phones into it, and um, <laughs> it would ruin the film. And it had like fam- famous actors there too. They yeah, those fun. were good. And the orange, orange two for one. God, we are showing our age, aren't we? We we really are. But that's fine because oh, well. you know our listeners are the same age. Oh okay. yeah. Let's show how young we are by introducing a competition for mobile gaming. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. So, the first competition we've had. Yes. Ever. We've been planning this for a while but only got our act together on the fifth episode yeah. sorry about that but um yeah what we thought was that we'd like to still play games with you guys that we can't obviously do game of discos right now so what we thought we'd do is a, a mobile game competition basically download a game uh play a level and send us your highest score and the highest score will win a prize Ooh, exciting stuff this month what we're going for is sonic dash Sonic Dash is a free-to-play mobile game. Uh, It is basically a version of Temple Run, if you remember that, but with Sonic. So there's spin dashes and jumps and all sorts. Usual stuff. And yeah, the best score wins a prize. So send us that via Twitter at GamerDisco or via email, GamerDiscoPodcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, highest score wins. Excellent. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, Cool. Well, I think that wraps it up. I think it does. That's about it. So, um, only thing left to ask is, what have you been playing this month? Very good, very good. We so, normally do that, don't we? <laughs> we always do. So, I've been playing slash cheating at Pilot Wings. Cheating? Um, My goodness. I, I mean, I'll let you decide if it's cheating. I discovered the brilliant thing with playing Pilot Wings 
on so pilot wings this is the super nes version i don't think i think they, maybe they brought it out on the n64 but this is the super nes version i'm playing but i'm playing on the nintendo switch very nice um, and the great thing about the switch that i discovered relatively recently is that you can rewind through oh yeah that's cool so yeah i however it does mean that when i'm hang gliding and then i crash i just have to rewind a few frames to the point <laughs> where I hadn't crashed and then just do it again. So it's like a kind of instant of a replay. So I don't know if you think that's cheating, Harry. I don't know how it's not for me to decide. That's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to your conscience to decide that. It's on my conscience, exactly. Um, oh well. <laughs> so but it just it just gets you past that really annoying bit. Like I'm really enjoy, I enjoy I love pilot pilot wings, but you just get to that point where it just becomes little monotonous and just just getting over that little bit it's the i mean if you, if you say so mate however you define it you know that's up to you however that's, i uh, rationalize it yeah just that's, that's not it. up so, to me um anyway i'm on level eight now so I'm, i think i'm near the end good man um so yeah i'm gonna try and not cheat again that's the plan for the next one so yeah touch wood otherwise uh, personally be valid will it so i won't be able to <laughs> <laughs> they cancel it They'll cancel it and my pilot wings license. Yeah. Um, what about you? What about you, Harry? What have you been playing? Me, I moved on to the second Professor Layton game. Um, I'm playing them ah. in reverse order uh, of all ways. Um, Professor Layton and the Diabolical Box, or Pandora's Box, as it was called in some territories. Um, good fun, more of the same, but uh, really good for on-the-go gaming, as all good mobile games should be. Excellent. And the ports are gorgeous as well. Like These are ports of um, DS games, and they've done them really well. So that's nice. Very, very cool. Awesome. Uh, a, a fitting one to end on for uh, this month's mobile game episode. Excellent. All right. Well, that wraps it up then. That's it. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, really appreciate it. And don't forget to get in touch if you want to yeah. say anything. Maybe tell us if you enjoyed the episode or not, or tell us your high scores for our uh, Sonic Dash competition. And um, yeah, that's on most uh, platforms at Gamer Disco, Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. So, actually, one last thing. I have a question from our favourite listener, Charlie. Um, his question is: Please, could you tell me what you know or have heard about a possible Nintendo Switch Pro version? Ah, well, I mean, obviously, there's the new Nintendo Switch coming out, which has the OLED screen, but uh, that mm. was it obviously there was this big announcement hyped everyone thought it was going to be the switch pro um but this was just the new version with an oled screen which okay. isn't that groundbreaking but it's a step up i guess okay all right um and do the team have nintendo switches and what are their thoughts on a pro version i have one yes um i'll be honest i don't think a nintendo switch needs a pro version because their games aren't dependent on the high-end graphics, personally. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, I've got a Switch, as we just discovered from pilot, my pilot wings, um, which I've... Well, I say I have. It's my girlfriend's that I borrow a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same. I don't think... This, this particular Pro version wouldn't persuade me to upgrade just for the screen. As you said, for me, it's, the, uh, it's just playing the games. It's not about graphics. Yeah, obviously. I think that's that's part of the charm of the Switch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, 
and they're pretty sharp anyway, like playing Mario Kart on there. It's pretty, very fast. It's blazing fast, actually. It's very good. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that, that's it, Charlie. Um, but, yeah, anyone else, get in touch if you have any questions or tweet us, DM us, message us. Um, all the terms for things. <laughs> all the terms for things. Um, yeah, cool. Thanks for listening, guys. And um, we will be speaking to you next next month. Um, Don't forget to get in touch on all the socials and um, send us your high scores. Cool. Look forward to it. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.